Welcome to the Antioch and Arbor Equipping Podcast. Our desire is to bring freedom and strength to you in your relationship with God, your family, and others. I am your host, Ted Peabody, Associate Pastor of Antioch Ann Arbor. In each episode, I chat with someone who can give us insight and pass on their wisdom on our selected topic. This episode is focused on developing a theology of suffering. I am joined today by Kat. Kat and her husband Jacob work overseas as member care staff in the Middle East. They work with pastors and church planters around the world as they minister to their churches. Kat has faced some emotionally difficult situations both through their work and in their personal lives. One of these situations was a frightening medical diagnosis a few years ago. Kat is going to share with us on what a theology of suffering looks like. Please stay tuned for the episode. Hey, Catherine. How are you doing? Hey, Ted. I'm great. It's great to talk to you. I'm 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 calling her Catherine. That's I I don't actually know if that's her name. I've always known her as Kat. So, yes. Um, is that actually your it name? is? Uh, that's never come up. We've known each other for like seven years. That's hilarious. Yeah, it'd have to be a very formal if it were the doctor's office, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. So how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks. I am. Things are. We live in a part of the world where summer has already come, so we are already. To hide from the <laughs> hide from the sun, <laughs> from the from the heat. All right. Well, we are not there yet. It's uh, it's supposed to snow a little on no. Friday. So, seriously? Um, oh my! Seriously. So you should come visit and enjoy a touch of winter. I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kat, today we're we're talking about uh, theology of suffering. So I, I would like for you to just to take us into your story a bit. Um, you know, first of all, the suffering that you've encountered personally, but also the suffering of the families that you work, work with in, around the world. Yeah. Great. Well, um, just to answer the personal part first, I'd say the biggest experience of suffering that I've had recently was a, a health diagnosis a few years ago. Uh, just mm-hmm. a few months after our family moved overseas, I started experiencing these weird symptoms that ended up with me seeing a neurologist and doing all kinds of medical tests that I'd never had before. Um, and the, the hardest part for me was waiting for a diagnosis. You know, you have all these questions, yeah. possibilities, what might be wrong with me? Um, my symptoms started in my with my vision. And so I was facing the very real possibility that I would lose my eyesight or um, as we started to narrow down what might be wrong, realizing like I could wake up one morning and not be able to walk. And, you know, the, the expectations yeah. I had for my future or just what I thought that was going to look like were really called into question. Um, everything felt just so much less certain. And it was just a couple months after we'd moved overseas. So there was already a lot of, you know, culture shock being away from what was familiar. And so it was just hard. You know, I I woke up every morning feeling sick to my stomach. There was just so much fear that I was facing. And so um, that ended in a a diagnosis of multiple sclerosis. And that's been its own, you know, its own journey with the Lord and everything. But that season for me was one that I would definitely describe as as suffering. Right. And then at the same time, though, you know, I look around at the different situations that, that we've encountered just in our time here on the field. And I realized, like, we can't compare our suffering. You know, it's easy to say, well, I just have this, but this other person has this huge problem or, you know, 
whatever. Right. But there's really no point in doing that. You know, we, we work with people who've experienced all kinds of suffering and trauma and pain of different kinds. Um, but there's no point in comparing it one person's to another. Um, our pain affects us and it matters to God because it affects us. And so the important thing I think is that we learn to walk through suffering with the Lord, regardless of whether we call it a big trial or a little inconvenience. Um, you know, we're being taken from glory to glory and the way we respond in any given situation affects how we'll respond the next time. So every one of them matters, whether it's I'm suffering because I didn't sleep well last night or I'm suffering because I have this disease, you know, they all matter. Even right now, like with yeah. the coronavirus, there's people who I have friends whose parents weren't at their wedding because of the travel restrictions and um, friends who are missing family members weddings. And then, you know, there's like we were supposed to be on vacation this week and that didn't happen. You know, those are different levels right. of disappointment, but it still matters how we respond to that um, with the Lord and just being real, being real with it and honest about how we're feeling. So you you said in the midst of the of the waiting for the diagnosis and and all of those things that were happening to you the unknown nature of of that what what's happening yeah. to me not knowing yes. that would you say that's the most difficult part of the suffering or is there something even deeper that that you would say this is really yeah hard. I absolutely think that the hardest part is just the unknown and being out of control you know. I think if we if we know, okay, this season of suffering is going to be for this long, then we have one perspective. But when you, you don't get that kind of guarantee, I feel like with most suffering situations, um, right. you don't you just have to deal with it. You have to live it um, hour by hour. And that's hard. And also when you don't know the purpose behind it. I don't know. I, when I have vision for something, I am willing to do hard things. Um, but it's hard to not understand why something is happening and not know how long it'll last and still do it with a <laughs> with a good attitude. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So how do you how do you keep from comparing your suffering to others? Either on the side of why is that person complaining? Mm -hmm. They don't know what they they're you know they just didn't get to go sure. on vacation. I have I have this sure. disease. Or on the other side of like, oh, this person just lost this family mm -hmm. member. I only have a disease. At least I'm alive. You know, how do you keep from falling either side of that? Comparison yes, game? I think a part of that is really trusting the father heart of God, because, you know, I, I have three children and I look at them and, you know, some of the things that feel to them like suffering, I look at and I think, oh, my goodness, you have no idea, you know? <laughs> and then other things, I really do have deep compassion for what they're struggling about. And yet I don't think, oh, I love you, this child, more because yours is harder or I'm going to help this one more. You know, like I want each of them to grow in the place where they are, wherever they are. And I know that's the heart of God for us. And so I, I want to have compassion for the people around me, whether or not I think, you know, I would struggle in the same way with what they're struggling with. I mean, I, I look at people who, who suffer much better than I do. And there are people who I can see like, oh, you have room to grow. You know, we all do. But the thing I think is just like, yeah. there's deep compassion in the heart of God for each of us. And he sees us as his children. You know, there's the, the verse in Isaiah about how he gently leads those who have young. Um, I love that. Like he is gentle with us as we try to do our best with, <laughs> with what we have, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's really good.
So I'm, I'm going to ask you a super easy question. Where is God in the midst of our suffering? <laughs> you know, it's a big question, but it is an easy one. He's with us. Um, I think that is the sweetest thing for me about my own seasons of suffering is really experiencing the presence of God with me as I suffer. Um, as I was struggling with the questions about what would, you know, what my diagnosis would be and all of that fear, it really came down to the only safe place for me was the presence of God. There weren't like certain answers that were going to fix the unknowns that I was facing, you know, no matter how much research I did on the internet, even talking to other people who, who have the disease that I was diagnosed with, like that didn't really help. I, it could just make me be more fear, fearful or, um, you know, have more questions about what could happen. It really got to where the only place that I could feel peaceful was the presence of God. I actually ended up making a playlist um, of the songs that I felt like God was just speaking to me in that time. And I would just turn that on. And I mean, sometimes it was just listening to those songs and weeping. Other times it was me warring with those and like declaring what's true and just speaking out what I know, who he is, who I am in him. And I couldn't have made it through that time without the just the truth of God. And he was so near. And so even looking back, like I'm still, you know, I still have this disease, but I don't live in the same fear that I did in that season. Um, and I, I mean, that was a sweet season, even though it was hard. <laughs> um, because I really right. did feel like God was so, and he's always with us, but we, we feel that deep intimacy more in our places of desperation, you know? Um, and so, yeah, he is with us and like drawing us to himself. And um, yeah, I think that's a big part of why he allows us to suffer is because he wants us to, to press in um, and need him. Uh, you know, there's whole books have been written on yeah. the subject of like why God allows suffering. And I have only read some of those books. But um, just as I was thinking about this today, there are a couple passages from the Bible that I was drawn to. And these are really ones that I... I cling to like in first Peter, uh, it says not to think it strange considering the trials, which are to try us as though some strange thing happens to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings so that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. I feel like that's God's heart. Like he is giving us, he's, he's letting us suffer so that when his glory is revealed, we have greater joy, you know? And there's, wow. I mean, there's, you know, you can look up all these verses about suffering there. There really is fruit from it. You know, Paul and Philippians yeah. talking about counting all things lost for the excellence of knowing Christ and like wanting to be in communion with him as a, like the fellowship of his sufferings. Like that phrase, I don't know, it can sound scary. Like, I don't know if I want to fellowship with him and his sufferings, but that's where right. Jesus is. And we want, we want him. There's like nothing for us apart from him. And so there really is intimacy and, and we experience his comfort so that, I mean, we like, yeah, we experience his comfort and then we turn around and are able to give that to other people. If we didn't receive it, we would have nothing to give. So That's really good. I think one of the things you said that stood out to me was that in the midst of a relationship, <laughs> the depth goes deeper yes. when you're suffering. And I, I mean, I've seen that in my own marriage and in other friendships, whenever you suffer yes. something together, you come out of it deeper, deeper connected. Uh, intimacy has grown. Um, and, you know, we talk about our relationship with Jesus being a relationship. I think it's it, that stood out to me that that your relationship with Jesus is just like your relationship yeah. with your husband. 
uh, you're going to be deeper connected on the other side of this trial than you were. Absolutely. That's why it's a good thing he doesn't check with us before he gives us certain, you know, situations. It's like no one would do these things, but for sure we reap the fruit. It's a privilege, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So this, this idea of evil yeah. being in the world, um, from your experience over the last few years of, you know, your personal stuff, seeing families um, that you're working with, suffering, evil things yeah. happening, um, you know, why is that, why yeah. is that part of our world? <laughs> we, so it maybe wouldn't be a conversation with me if I didn't reference a book that we're <laughs> that I'm reading. Uh, we as a family have been reading through the Green Ember series uh, recently, and it's about rabbits fighting for their home from these wolves that are ravaging their lands. But they talk about waiting for the mending. They they use that phrase a lot. Like they remember what it was supposed to be like, and they're they're working towards the mending of their homeland. And I feel like that is the best description. Like we're waiting for the mending in, in our world. Like sin entered the world and so it's yeah. broken, but there will be a day when everything is restored and that's gonna be precious. But there are things, there are opportunities we have now that we won't have then, you know, like the opportunity to, to glorify him in our suffering and to choose the sacrifice of praise where it actually costs us something to trust him and even to like earn the crowns that we're going to throw at his feet in those days. Like we don't get to earn those later. We earn those now. And so, you know, it's God's patience that he's letting us endure this time so that we like appreciate the later time better. I don't know. It's a hard, it's hard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's it's not hard to have a conversation like this, but in the midst of the suffering, in the midst of seeing evil happening, then For it's sure. really very hard. For sure, we have um, when you feel, yeah, when you absolutely. feel it, absolutely. And when you, I mean, we have friends who lost a child last year, um, and we prayed for that child to live, and he didn't. And you know, you see that, and you think it's so easy. Like God could have changed that, and yet. And I think that's where it comes down to really, I mean, I guess that's the whole, the theology of suffering is trusting the goodness of God, trusting that he has a plan we don't understand and that we can trust him and that he's bringing restoration. He's going to redeem the the broken things. We have to trust him. Yeah. Okay, so last minutes together, I want us to get practical. You just said theology of suffering is trusting in the goodness of God that he will redeem the situation. So how have you and how do we develop that? Yeah, that's a great question and an important one. I think a lot of it has to do with being honest about how we're feeling we as as Christians tend to try to skip part of the process. We say, okay, we trust God. God is good. He works all things together for our good. Like that is truth, but you have to get there honestly. And so I think a big part of, of getting there is just saying, okay, this stinks. I'm angry. I feel like whatever. I feel like you're not with me. I feel like you should have done this thing differently. Um, like God knows what we're feeling. We have to be honest with him. And it doesn't help to try to pretend or only feel what feels holy. 
Um, I know you and Jody did the podcast about processing grief and loss with God recently. I feel like that's crucial. We yeah. have to do those things. Um, we aren't going to make it. And then just yeah. reading his word, like we have to, our, our opinions, our perspectives have to be shaped by what he says is true or we won't be able to trust him. You know, we won't know him. Um, yeah. And even yeah. just reading books about other like godly Christians who have suffered Johnny Erickson, Tata, um, ones like that, where you just think, okay, this person has suffered and they trust God. I want to land in that place where they have, I want to learn from them, like choosing these godly mentors in that way. And then just reading the Psalms, you know, Psalm 23, Psalm 46, like everything that all the time, David's like, what are you doing, God? You know, the wicked and the righteous are abandoned. Right. You know, he, he says what he sees. And then he says, but, you know, take heart you're coming. I know you're going to hear me, you, you know, over and over. There's all the different ways that he turns his heart back to God's good. God's good. So I think that is in a time of suffering, it's a great place to camp out in Psalm 23 or in all of the Psalms and just it, be in good company with like raw emotion and also hope. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's, that's really helpful. Um, how, so you've mentioned, um, the, the passages of scripture that say this is this is normal like yeah we are going to suffer um but there's also passages of scripture that talk about yes great faith the power of god the healing of god um you know, even yes. people being raised from the dead um so how do we live in a place of great faith but also hold intention the reality that suffering is a part of life and we should such a good question yes man we have to saturate our minds with truth i you know i can't explain the mind of god isaiah 56 says you know his thoughts aren't our thoughts his ways aren't our ways and so i have to fill my mind with who god says that he is and then continue to expect him to show up in miraculous ways and then when my experience doesn't line up with that that can't i can't allow that to shake my faith um, Romans says, let God be true and every man a liar. God is always true. Like what he says is reality no matter what. And so if my experience doesn't reflect what he says is true, the problem isn't with God. The problem is with my experience or my understanding of what, you know, what he said, what I'm expecting from him. So for me personally, like God is the healer. He heals every disease and he is going to heal me. I'd like that to be now, you know, <laughs> that's what I'm praying but he might wait until right. heaven to heal me. That doesn't change the truth of his goodness or his love for me or his good plans for me. Um, I, I can't let my confidence in him be based only on what he does for me, or it's not faith, you know? I, I want to know his face right. and not just his hands, not just his works. And that's the challenge of living between the, the promise and the fulfillment, but God doesn't change. Like the God who promises is the God who fulfills. And I just have to cling to that. That's good. So, Kat, we've been talking a lot about how we personally sure. deal with suffering. Um, but I know you guys, I mean, you mentioned earlier friends mm -hmm. that have lost a baby in the past, uh, mm -hmm. a child in the past year. Uh, I know you guys work with people that, that are dealing with really hard yeah. things all the time. So how do you help someone? You know, it's again, it's easier to have this conversation when we're sitting here talking on the phone versus in the midst of, of sitting with someone who just lost a child or who just had For this sure. massive thing happen to them. 
how do you how do you go into that situation and help mm-hmm. them see the goodness of God without feeling or being insincere or uh, you know just, just yeah, feeling sure trite? Thing. Man, I think a big part of it is not trying to feel like I have to defend God. Like he is big enough to speak for himself. And my role really often is just coming alongside and being compassionate. You know, I'm sorry, weeping with people, praying with them and for them and not trying to explain, you know, like I cannot put words in God's mouth. And, you know, the people that we work with, they love the Lord. They know what is true. They yeah, they don't need to be told like it's the first time they've encountered it. Like what God has good plans for me. Like they know that. And, and I think that's true of a lot of us. We, we have to have the opportunity to feel what we feel and then land in a good place. And so a huge part of that is just continuing to be present and continuing to point people back to, back to the father. He speaks in every situation. Like even in our grief, he speaks and in disappointment, he speaks. And so I'm often just trying to point people back to, okay, what is God saying? What is, you know, what is he saying? And and just speaking comfort and compassion, um, not trying to feel like I have to explain whatever, you know, whatever he's done. God is not surprised by the things yeah. that happen. That's been a huge comfort for me when things happen that I didn't expect or that whoever I'm talking with didn't expect, you know, he is not taken by surprise. And so it keeps coming down to, we can trust him. We can trust him. He's good. And just continuing to things. Yeah. So is there any other parting thoughts that uh, of encouragement that you'd like to share with the listeners? I think just the fact that Jesus suffered too. Like we don't have, it says in Hebrews, we don't have a high priest who can't sympathize with our weaknesses because he encountered the same things we do and yet he didn't sin. And that is where our boldness comes from to come to him and ask for the grace that we need in our, you know, in our time of need, he suffered too, and he knows what it's like, and he is welcoming us to come before him in our raw emotions, in our discontentment or disappointment, like the the gates of the throne room, the doors of the throne room are wide open to any of his children. That's really good. Kat, thanks for being here uh, today. around the world coming to you uh it's been great thanks for for helping us with this difficult Man, my conversation pleasure. topic oh thanks for asking really such you. a joy yeah and thanks for listening today join us next time as we continue to find freedom and strength in our relationships with god family and others i'm ted peabody your host and i'll talk to you next time